What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Strength Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Krakowski. Thank you for joining me on this very special solo episode. It is me and you chopping it up here. So I'm feeling freaking amazing. I'm so pumped up to honestly do this because I finally am feeling back to 100%. Um, if you've been following along over the past few weeks, uh, I got a very nasty ass flu virus that put me down for, I haven't been sick like that in over a decade. And it's been an interesting journey getting back into the groove of all the things that I love to do all for health, getting back into training and strength. Um, and it's been really, really cool just seeing feeling back into just that normal routine. You know, it's, it's one of those cliches. It's like, you never, we take it, we take for granted our health often until it's not there anymore. And when you feel sick, all you wish for is just to feel healthy and energized again. So it feels amazing to be back into a good groove, kind of clear in thoughts. So um, yeah, going to get right to it. We'll have some fun here. So a couple of things I wanted to dive. Well, actually there's, there's three things I think I'm going to dive into uh, here. I was going to give a bit of a training update as well as an interesting podcast that's going to be coming up. And then into the lessons of connection, I have one I want to elaborate and chat with you a little bit more about. So uh, what's really cool is last couple of weeks um, had a lot of feedback and reach outs from you guys over um, the episode, some of the interviews, as well as just asking about me getting back into training and uh, and updates. So I really appreciate the um, the thought and the, and the care. I've been excited to, you know, chat back and forth with you guys. So, uh, I'm going to get into that. So, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I said kind of the message I was doing of getting back into the groove after being sick. It's one of these struggles that, uh, a lot of people I've talked to from clientele, just a lot of coaches I've spoken to just generally one of the toughest things, uh, when we're in a health journey or trying to reach goals specifically for strength, for body composition, for mindset, all those things, whatever we're trying to aspire to get to. One of the biggest struggles is when we fall off track uh, for uncontrollable reasons, for things outside of our scope of um, what we can do, and just getting back into the routine. Um, you know, I always say like going on vacation or getting sick or, um, having family obligations, whatever it is. I mean, all those things are part of life. They're going to happen. And what happens mostly of us when we, you know, fail or we, you know, don't succeed at the goals or we get off track, it's not so much those things that pop up. It's how we react to them afterwards. The things that we do of getting back into uh, building more momentum back into the things that we want to do. And I've been working on this firsthand. And to be honest, no joke. Like, I mean, I've been training for, 15 plus years consistently, you know, since I was in my early twenties. And I, so discipline is not an issue of getting, you know, into training of getting back into a normal routine, but this has been a bigger challenge than I probably anticipated. I thought once I've started to feel better, started to get a little bit more mental clarity, a little bit of energy back. I knew that my strength was probably going to feel down for a little bit. Maybe my uh, physical um, conditioning, just my lungs, all that type of stuff. I knew it was going to take um, some time to get back into where I was and where I want to go again. But So I had all that in my mind, but still waking up and just the the mental capacity of really just not feeling that energized or motivated to, to go in and train and just 
uh, you know, do some strength work. Like that took more of a, a toll on me than anything. Um, you know, what I didn't realize is like during the middle of the day, all of a sudden I was feeling really drained and like feeling like I had to lay down and take a nap. And like, sometimes I'll do that, but more often than not throughout the day is I'm pretty much good to go throughout the afternoon. Um, cause I sleep well in the evening time, but yeah, like these things pop up and it's one of those lessons that regardless of how much you plan things out, there's always going to be things that you're not going to see, um, you know, on, on the journey as you go forward. So uh, it's been interesting. I feel like just doing the work and just getting the movement, just getting movement back in, that was the ultimate goal. And I just kept that as my focus is uh, my, I don't have to feel good doing it. I don't have to hit certain um, amount of sets or certain amount of time. Like I just need to do it. Like that's the only goal is just to check it off for the day. Um, sometimes just going into that and not thinking intuitively too much about it, just going in and just getting the work done. And now a couple of weeks down the line, feeling back into the normal pattern, the normal groove, still have like some respiratory kind of, you know, feeling of just holding back, which, you know, I think is pretty common, but strength wise of everything feels really good. Um, you know, the one thing that's interesting is, and I don't know if anybody who's uh, doing any uh, kind of iron cardio based work or anything like that is listening right now, but my jam over these last couple of weeks has been just double kettlebell iron cardio. Um, you know, before this, like my, my single bell work and just kind of the alternating about every 30 second type mark and getting a lot of those reps, like that has been what's been the go-to for my iron cardio work and seeing a lot of benefits and strength uh, over the past, you know, couple months of building up to that. But single bell has felt really bad, but double bell, like double getting two kettlebells in my hand, double 24 is even did a double 28 day. Like that has felt the best. And I'm wondering, and of course, I'm just kind of like um, throwing ideas out there on this, but I'm wondering since I'm in a focus of trying to build strength, put muscle on right now, getting into especially nutritionally eating a lot of food and have that approach and have that um, energy of really maximizing my strength. Double kettlebells is a great way to do that. It feels so even more so than single bell. So it's almost like I don't know if it's even like a mental thing of just double bells, just feel like it's leading me more towards strength and building muscles up. And that just seems like that's mentally aligning uh, with me on that. I don't know. It's just a thought. It's just an idea. No, no big uh, epiphanies of that at all. I think it's pretty, um, I think that's pretty on par, but yeah, no, it seems like each day I've been going to just my body wants to do double kettlebell work. That's the biofeedback that I'm getting. So it's funny that you go, even going into kind of like an intuitive approach with some things too, you think still that your body's going to ask for one thing when in reality, it might be asking for something different. You might need to work with, um, you know, something different than maybe you still inherently thought. That seems like it's been, um, you know, what's my focus over the past couple of weeks of getting back in is the double kettlebells are calling to me. And sometimes you just got to answer the call and just get in there. So I'll keep these updates uh, coming on this. I think it's, you know, I, and I'm speaking about it one, because it actually refreshes me of just my own thoughts of getting back into the groove. But also I know from my clientele book, from people I've talked to, one of the biggest things that's a struggle is just getting back into it after these things pop up. And I think it's not just like the one week afterwards. I think it's the the few weeks or the month or you know a couple months afterwards of getting back into that um, good groove. So it's something I'll probably continuously chat about a little bit from there. But anyway, 
I'll move on. Um, so again, appreciate everybody who reached out on the thoughts for this. So had a really cool uh, conversation this week that's going to be released next week on the podcast. Uh, I got a chance to chat with a friend of mine named Adam Rodriguez. Adam is the CEO or the CVO and the founder of Metaplexus. It's the company that put on the Meta Summit, which I just came back from, from Texas. And I wanted to uh, invite Adam onto the podcast because it's interesting. He's uh, his story of how, of just really his life of what's led him up to building this, uh, this business of Metaplexus, which is uber successful. They're doing incredible things, um, not just on the, the finance side and the success that they're getting there, but really just the overall vision and the message that this company has. And after hearing Adam speak about this vision, I knew I wanted to dive in deeper with him, just with his perspective on life and on uh, just his vision of his business and what he wants his life to be. And it was it was one of the most beautiful, one of the most powerful conversations that I've had on the podcast. And uh, that's going to be released next week. And you can hear the whole story of Adam in there. Uh, but I did want to touch on uh, a piece that was a big insight, a big takeaway that I got uh, from our conversation. And in his journey of life, just a little bit of context. Uh, Adam was a, you know, former uh, martial artist uh, since early on in his life, and then went into the Marine Corps uh, after in 2000, in the early 2000s, after 9-11, was in uh, combat. Um, He was in the Battle of Fallujah, like a lot of different things that he was, um, you know, in, which led to a life of PTSD and uh, a TBI, a traumatic brain injury that he had. And Adam really talked a lot about just his life afterwards of having this. And one of the things that he said was he got into a lot of jobs and with his personality, with his mindset, he's a go-getter. He puts, he's an all or nothing type guy. So he put a lot of energy into different entrepreneurship and different business ventures that he had, um, even in work of, uh, in health and fitness that he did for a bit. He puts all his energy into it, but every couple months or so, he would just completely crash. Like his body would crash, his mentality, like his energy, everything was physically just crashing to a halt. And this kept happening over and over again. And it wasn't from him just overexerting himself. It's because of this injury that he had, like he could not push himself and work the way that culturally, we think of a lot of just like, you know, morning, noon, and night, just hustle, 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 and what he was also accustomed to. So what he kind of came to, he had this realization from a lot of different ways of he had to limit his schedule of what he could do. And he actually talked about he put specific timeframes, like only took appointments, only took meetings in a block of time, which is only like a few hours And he had to hold to that. Like he would not take appointments or meetings outside of that time. And at first he said, he's like, it's very uncomfortable, especially when you're used to working every day and just kind of getting through all of the things that you need to do and had to tell people, no, or I only work in these specific times. But then what he realized is that, well, people started to, you know, conform and cater around his time. If they really wanted to work with him and really wanted to meet with him, they would figure out how to make it work. And they kept within his own time frame. So he set these limitations and these boundaries on himself. 
And I think it's something that so often, I know I am so guilty of this, of I overextend my boundaries a lot, even though I say I don't want to, if there's an opportunity that pops up, um, that all of a sudden I'm in a conversation with somebody and I go over and above and I just think, well, it's just that time, you know, it's just, it's just that one time. But that just leads into another one, which leads into another one. Then all of a sudden we're overexerting ourselves. We're not committing to the boundaries that we put on our own, you know, vision of what we said. And then all of a sudden we get into these modes of, um, you know, exhaustion or overexertion. And we think, what the heck's going on? Well, in reality is we didn't hold to what we'd said we had to do. And, you know, kind of what Adam said is, you know, this injury as, as much of a, an issue as you could uh, view it, it was actually became a great gift for him because he has to limit his focus into this specific time. So it's a great example of quality over quantity, you know, and it's something that we talk about and we hear all the time. But when you live it, an example of it is Adam, like his times when he is in meetings or if he's in appointments, he is 100% wholeheartedly there. And that's his focus. And how much you can actually accomplish when you're all of your energy, all of your bandwidth is in the specific thing that you are aiming for at that moment. And it made me think of it on like the physical training side. This is why I think kettlebells are such a great tool and kettlebell training, such a great modality for strength is because you can get a lot done in a short period of time. But the reason you can is because it requires that quality of focus. It's not something that you can just go in and just tune out and just go through the motions. You have to be engaged in what you are doing in the movements, in the exercises that you're doing. So you know, when you, when we go into our setting up our schedule and we go into our work, you know, the example that I thought is, you know, in my, in my old life of when I was managing a club and I was working from 6am, 7am till seven, eight, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night sometimes. And you think, oh, I'm working all day. I just put in a 15, 16 hour day. But if you actually do a time audit, of how much productivity was done throughout that day is probably like a couple hours or a few hours. You can actually maximize your time. So it is in the culture that we have of thinking there's always something else that you can do. It's being productive 24 seven at all times. The reality of it is, is if the quality of focus of is there of what you're doing, then you can get a lot more done in a very short period of time. So this was, a, it was such a beautiful example that I heard from Adam of something that he had to do out of necessity from this injury, but it's really a life lesson that anybody can apply and everybody can, uh, can think on in their own lives of how much time does this actually need to take? How much more quality focus can I put in and really put all of my bandwidth into it? You probably realize that you can get it done in a lot shorter period of time and who isn't looking for increasing the amount of, you know, of quality time that they have. So, um, yeah, that was just, it was a beautiful insight. It was a takeaway that I've been thinking of the last couple of days since we recorded and wanted to share on that. There's some more stuff that I, uh, I would share on that, but I think it's probably for another time. I think I was, I'll leave the example there with Adam and, um, then we'll go from there. So last thing I wanted to touch on in this episode here, uh, from the lessons of connection is, Something that I learned a lot in communication, I think it's got some, it's got some prevalence in some other areas, but the, the phrase, the more you prepare, the more you can wing it. Um, 
So how to break this down is I actually heard this from a couple different conversations in podcasts where, you know, oftentimes when you get into like a podcast conversation, you get into a really good conversation, you are not, it's just flowing naturally, you know, so it can very, it can feel very authentic, it can feel very, wherever it goes, it goes, um, you know, the great podcasts are some of the great interviewers and communicators in this world and in our culture do that. But there's still a lot of preparation can still go into that. And the more you can prepare for it, the more you can wing it. So the example that I use is when I first got into podcasting and interviewing people, I would have a couple of different bullet points and frames of things that I wanted to do, but I just figured that the conversation would just go as it goes, you know, just like let it flow. And the, the questions are going to pop up, um, you know, as they come up and, sometimes that worked, you know, sometimes if I knew somebody, maybe I like knew their backstory, I knew a little bit more about them. Yeah, it was more free flowing. But there was also some times when if I could go back and change some things up of having some great people on the podcast, I would have loved to prepare more and really be ready for it. Because when you are not prepared, oftentimes you you keep going back to you're thinking so much about what can I ask this person or where, or how can I keep this dance going instead of just being present in the moment and present in the conversation. And what I found is that the more I've prepared for conversations with people, the more it's actually allowed me to be present and be more open with it. Because if I needed a lifeline or if maybe I didn't know where to go, I already prepared and I knew a way to get back you know, onto the, onto the boat and let the, and let it keep rolling, let it keep going from there. So actually the more I prepared, the more questions I had in my mind and the more I actually created a framework, the more I was actually able to wing it and actually be enjoyable with it because I always knew how to get back. And what I realized too, is that, you know, anytime that, especially, I mean, I'm talking about podcasting and it's, I think it's a great example, but like I want, I'm always very, I want the podcast, I want a conversation to go as well as possible. So I like the, you know, I always have a little bit of anxious energy before somebody comes on and I'm talking to them, even if I've talked to them before, because I take this, you know, seriously, I, I you know, I believe this is important and I really want to, you know, do the best possible job that I can. But also at the other time, at the, at the other end, having somebody come on, like they want to put their best foot forward and give, you know, the best, um, you know, the best examples and the best uh, information they can uh, get to. So the more I help them prepare as well for it, it seemed like the more things just naturally flowed and uh, just got in. So, um, you know, one of the examples that I thought of this was with, if you ever watched old uh, Utah jazz basketball with John Stockton and Malone, those two just popped into my head so much where they just seemed like they're, they just knew exactly where the other person was on the court every moment. That's why they used to run the famous pick and roll. And they just knew exactly if they were going through, if he was popping back out, they just knew so much about each other. And then if you actually realize how much work that those two put in together of what they were doing, like how much chemistry that they had, it took so much work and so much preparation for them to do it that all of a sudden it just looked like they could just wing it. They could just do whatever it is. And it just seemed like it worked. And I think it was easy for commentators. It's easy for the casual fans to just be like, oh, they're just so good. They just know each other so well. It's like, no, they prepared a lot in order to be able to wing it so much. So this kind of comes into the, the message I've talked about with some recent clients about intuition and about structure. And I think intuitive training is 
something that everybody at some point in their journey is going to need to get to. Like you're going to graduate to that level where you can't just blindly follow a plan and a program anymore. And you're going to have to be more creative with, you're going to have to find your own kind of individual approach in order to exceed to the top levels that you want to get to. If you want to keep going in that route, you're eventually going to get to that point where you need to get into the creative active phase and take all of the knowledge and information you have and play with it, wing it, you know, to, uh, you know, to use that term, but it comes after a time of preparation. So this was something that I spoke about in a seminar a while ago about the different phases where at a beginning phase, if you're just getting into a brand new program, or if it's something that you haven't done before, I think before you even think about intuitively going into that approach, is you need to get that structure down. You need to prepare as much as possible. So like in physical training, like I tell clients, like six months to a year of just getting the work done. If you haven't done that before, if you haven't consistently trained and got through a six month to a year period where you've just done it, then that needs to be the primary focus before you get into a lot of the creative work. Okay. Because if you get to that point of doing it for a year, that means that you've maintained discipline, you've adhered to the program when you were feeling great, when you were feeling like shit, when things popped up out of your control, when you've been sick, when you've had to travel, when you've had family obligations come up, when things just start to get thrown at you at different stresses that you weren't aware of, and you still got these things done. That's a different type of discipline. So discipline isn't just, oh, I've done this for six weeks and now I've got this down. No, you need to go through all the different seasons of life and still you know, uh, maintain this discipline and then you can get into the next level. So this was just a little elaboration I wanted to take on that lesson of connection. I learned it so much personally on the podcasting front and the just communication front of it. But I think this is something that you can apply to anything. So if you're doing any different new venture, I think the more you prepare and the more you over-prepare for it, then the more you're allowed to wing it and the more you can get into just that kind of free-flowing in that creative stage. Right? So I'll leave it at that. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Feel so good to feel 100% back speaking to you, feeling a little bit more clear and coherent on this. Um, yeah, double Double Bell, Iron Cardio, that is definitely my jam right now. Uh, tune in for Adam uh, next week after this podcast is released. Uh, you will not be disappointed with that conversation. You get a lot of great golden nuggets there. And then again, the more you prepare you, the more you can wing it. So we'll wrap that all in a bow. Thank you so much, guys. Love you so much. Appreciate you listening and tuning in. Um, you know, Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Make sure to check it out on YouTube so you can see the visuals, all that good stuff as well. And uh, yeah, connect with you guys in the next one. Peace. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found some great value here. And if you like this episode, please drop a comment and leave us a five-star rating and review. It does more to build the show than you can imagine. And do not forget to check out and join the Strength Connection Facebook group. In this group, I share the biggest takeaways and lessons from these amazing conversations, as well as training and strength tips for pursuing mastery and fulfillment in life. It's, this group is filled with individuals looking to take full control over their strength, and it's the perfect space to explore new ideas and to share your journey. And you'll also get exclusive access to the Strength Connection Mastery Seminars. It's a deep dive into the physical, mental, and spiritual training that you can begin using immediately. So do not wait. Go now. Seriously, go. I right, much love to you. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you on the next one.